and you're welcome to Racing Own Me Better ahead of the weekend action at Newbury, Market Raisin, and of course the Irish Oaks at the Curra. Winners to find, fun to be had, all while I guitar gently weeps. Is that right, Daniel? Is that right, Daniel? It is, yeah. Uh, thanks for the shout out on Monday, obviously. I was listening. You know, we're not. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I love about this podcast and this platform that enables a bloke who looks like Butterbean to ridicule people's physical appearance. <laughs> Sorry, as you, you shaved his head. <laughs> come on, come on. I'm not near enough big enough to be Butterbean. Just yet. Add another six totally, maybe you might have had half a chance. And a bit of Alapisha or something like that. <laughs> right, gentlemen, we have race to talk about this weekend and hopefully some uh, winners to find for our dear old faithful listeners, musicians, one and all. Welcome, welcome. We are a non-discerning bunch here. Let's kick <laughs> off with Newbury, if you don't mind. I wonder why I always get bumped when I go down the high street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people trying to hit you off the top rope. Right, <laughs> Newbury, the 150 bet 3565 stakes. It's a mile and a quarter. It's a list of contests. Cadillac is in here at five. Five to four. Uh, I presume this is the former Jessica Harrington Cadillac. Five to four. Uh, Grocer Jack at sixteen to five. Finest down ten to three, and then it's six to one bar, including Desert Encounter and Tasman Bay. Kevin Blake and um, kick us off here. Cadillac. Uh, a lot thought of this horse maybe um, a couple of years ago as a juvenile. I don't know whether you can think he hasn't quite delivered on that potential. But five to four here. Is he too short or is he worth backing? Um, I think he's come back. You. He, he was. He looked very good early on as a two-year-old, and he just didn't quite boot on as seemed likely. Um, but they stuck blinkers on him for, for his final start for Jesse, and, and he was very good in a listed race at Leopardstown. Um, he subsequently changed hands for half a million at the London sale and, uh, and ran a great race, in fairness, in the Wolverton for his new connections, again, in the blinkers, and that just sets a very high bar here. Look, he's carrying a penalty, um, but I thought, you know, there's little holes and doubts about a lot of these and mm-hmm. just over this course and distance now. He's short enough now, and I'm sure the lads will probably take him on uh, my, my when I approached this race, I said, "All right, I'm sure you're going to take this fella on." But our process of elimination, I didn't really fancy the rest, Hugh. So I ended up with him. I like Tasman Bay, but more so with a view to the future. They're talking mm. about going down to Australia with him, which would be really interesting. Horse I like a lot, so I keep an eye on him with a view to the future. This will be a little bit sharp for him, but I uh, Cadillac Bay, I suspect we're going with. Yeah, I think Cadillac wins too. Tony Calvin, I, I call him Cadillac four. Bay, Cadillac. Cadillac, yeah. Oh, Cadillac nice. is, is not the Tony Calvin working man's price, but um, he's a price that'll do for me at five to four if he's the most likely winner. What do you think? Um, he's, yeah, he's about, he's, obviously, he's a, a, a bit short five to four. In fact, he is very short. I think you'll get six to four on the exchange. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, he's the, by far the most likely winner, but those kind of, those prices, you know, just leave me cold here. I mean, he hasn't got that much in hand. In fact, he hasn't got anything in hand on official. Um, official ratings at, at these weights and yeah but the problem is as, as Kev alluded to I mean you've got two out of form horses Desert Encounters having his first run of the season mm-hmm. Grocer Jack is the biggest rival but the, the betting reflects that around about three to one hundred to thirty um I suppose I, I was looking for you know a pace angle I mean Tasman Bay looked so he might get an easy lead but you know he ran pretty poorly at Ascot I hope he does win, actually, because I'd like to know some Mark Todd's views on the whip. On the whip. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do away with the whip and get him, give him a tree. A give him a tree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see any angle into the race other than Cadillac, the most likely winner, but I'm not playing at five to four. Or in fact, okay, Dan, Dan, will you play at five to four or are you going I, elsewhere? I was too busy laughing at my joke. What price did you have on Gross? It was Grosser Jack. <laughs> 
Grocer Jack right. is currently 16 to 5, 10 to 3. Thereabouts. Yeah, I think if there's one horse that's going to be missed, it's him because he's done all his racing on the continent. But looking back through his form last season, Italy and Germany, three group one, group three wins, contested group ones. On a line through Herovian, he's pretty closely matched with Cadillac, but the market suggests otherwise. I just think he might be better now. This is only his third run for Haggis. He mm. cost 700 grand. Um, I watched his French race back this morning from last time, the Grand Prix de Chante, up against a proper Group 1 performer in that Mare Australis who made all. And he was still towards rear entering the straight and did some pretty good late work. If anything, he'd have seen things out a bit better had that been a mile and a quarter. So I might go with him, but naturally it's a bit tentative because he's never run in the UK. Okay. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Good stuff. So um, some pretty strong support if very few willing players on Cadillac. Let's move on to the... At 2.21 on the cards, it is the High Clare Castle Gin Cup Stakes. So Tony Calvin, I'm sure, is going to be balls deep in this one. Rock Eagle, 7-2. Going gone, 7-2. You've got Diamond Bay at 9-2 for Tom Ward. Uh, Reshoon at 5-1 with Hold 7-1 alongside Aura Ferris at 7-1. And it's how would you like about the rest. Tony, you're a, you're a, you're a fan of gin. This is a two-mile handicap stakes. <laughs> give, us your, give us your most considered High Clare Castle Gin Cup opinion please um i back it's two not, in the it's, race. Not an al- it's not an alcoholic tc uh, yeah yeah <laughs> I, 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 so I have tried that actually i tried <laughs> tank i thought i tried tankeray recently oh non-alcoholic Jesus. tankeray Yikes. do you remember the um the the motto for um caliber used to be only the beer gets drunk that's pretty yeah. good isn't it? yeah <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, only only teetotalers found that one funny. Um, back to Auriferous. Um, yeah. uh, I think he was just. I think he's just very likely to run his race. He's only one poor run this season was at Chester, but they couldn't work out why. He was fifth off this mark uh, at Newcastle last time. I, I just thought he was very solid. Um, and I'm going to give Wait a Rainbow Dreamer one last chance as well. I thought Kevin Stock gave this horse a a poor ride last time. Uh, the horse didn't help him, to be fair. He was a bit too keen, but he made a wide sweeping move midway around the outside. And, he, you know, he shot his, shot his load um, very, very early. He was giving it a very aggressive ride. This horse is probably better given a more patient ride. Mm-hmm. He's been dropped three pounds for that Newcastle run. He's got winning course form um, and the ground won't be a problem. We should actually mention Newbury, um, being very poor here. They've been saying they've just, they've watered. They haven't told us how much they put on in stark okay. contrast to market raising. So we don't know how it's going to ride. Um, if they put a lot on and they're not specifying, I suggest they put an absolute shitload on. But I'm working on the basis on the quick side of good, basically because, you know, the ground will be quick enough on Saturday. But yeah, if, it, if it's on the far side, it's so much a rainbow dreamer. Of a market 95, um, at around about 10 to 1 I'm definitely giving them another chance so Rainbow Dreamer or Auriferous uh, I'm dutching the pair against the field Excellent okay Dan uh, what about your good self I mean you can make a case for a few of these Oh that's, that's exactly my thought I mean I wouldn't mm. I wouldn't confidently put a line through any of these not sure what Kev's going to say and we, that's probably borne out in the fact that I, I'd probably have a stab at a couple that Tony hasn't mentioned Withhold who won this en route to during that really progressive season he had a couple of years ago. He was third in it last year, and I thought last year was a better renewal. Remember the day Jamie rode Rodrigo Diaz, and he should have won a, a minute. Mm. Um, nearly collared Scaramanga, but got going a bit too late and was asked for his effort mm. a bit too late. Um, so I thought it was a better renewal, and he's off the same mark. I thought he was solid, because I don't see anything taking him on in front 
We know he's okay. been ridden aggressively. He's had a spin round Chester, which probably wasn't his bag. The only one I thought was open to any improvement was going gone, and that's because he's had just one go at the trip. But I'll stick with withhold at the top in the belief that they'll let him do his own thing in front. Okay, going for the nine-year-old, seven to one at the time of recording, which is Thursday and um, late afternoon. Kevin Blake, last word to you on this one. Tricky puzzle. Yeah, going gone for me. Um, okay. Unexpo- unexposed to staying trips. Uh, just look, hoping that Patsy Cosgrave gives him an old Goldilocks ride because uh, at Newmarket penultimate start, he probably went off a little bit quick, was a bit over aggressive and paid for it. And then stepping all the way up to two and a half miles in the Ascot Stakes, he, he probably, you know, you can understand why, but he was ridden very cold to get the trip and he, he did get it. Um, but he just ended up with a little bit too much to do. So he's coming back to the Goldilocks trip in between the two of two miles. And I'm hoping for the Goldilocks ride in between the two. Um, not too forward, but not too back. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully it'll be a scrumptious breakfast for everyone. Stop going gone. Hans Christian Anderson, per- for Christ's perfect tem- sake. Perfect <laughs> temperature. Tastes okay. lovely on my tender, tender tongue. <laughs> Good man, Goldilocks. Oh, it was bean that broke the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call three of them right the 256 gentleman is the he's sleeping in my bed oh, I'm, not, I'm not fighting him to get out of it he can stay there I'll be a hammock <laughs> play dead and hope everything just moves on right the bet 365 Hackwood States is next up it's the it's the race of the card at Newbury I guess group three contrast happy romance over six furlongs is your four to one favourite for Richard Hannon man of promise for Charlie Appleby Nine to two. Owen Burroughs has Minzal and is at six to one. Rohan for David Evans, seven to one. And it's nine to one bar, Dan. Uh, go Bears, go in here at um, nine to one. I don't know. I've kind of given up on this horse. If I was having a bet, it'd probably be each way on the hope that he might get back to somewhere near his juvenile form. But I can't really have him. Dan, who do you like? Well, he's one of, unusually for a sprint of this size. Um, he was one of very few, I thought, that were natural front runners. He's definitely going to go. That tends to be his way. He tried to make out Royal Ascot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my old pal Rohan's in here Kev's old pal Ooh. as well let's not forget I mean he was sensational everything came together at Ascot didn't it um, but yeah. I'm going to have a stab at one at a bigger price there's a feeling with Rohan that that was his cup final wasn't it uh, I really like Great Ambassador last season he was on the wrong side of the track probably when he was second oh. to <laughs> to another old friend of ours Bielsa in the Air Gold Cup mm. um, ended up beating a convincing margin but he thrashed his side I just had him down as a horse that would make into a group sprinter this season and he was asked a massive question first time out when probably not 100% fit, drops in grade, run behind him, and he's a price. Okay, he is. He's 20 to 1. Great ambassador uh, at the time of recording. So a nice price at that. Kevin Blake, how are you seeing this one? I'm with Dan the man. Um, oh, yeah. Ambassador. Yeah. No, wow. yeah like, he's one of those you kind of, like he should have bolted up in the Airgold Cup, really. That was just misfortune. And, um, you know, to bolt up in the Airgold Cup off 106 is a fair effort. Um, and look, this is a very good group three in fairness. It's deep, it's quality. Um, but at the prices, I was kind of looking at Chill Chill and I was looking at him and, and I veered towards him just because the, the lack of a recent run with Chill Chill is a slight concern. So yeah, I'm with Dan the Man, we're great ambassador. One for the notebook, 20 to one and two of our three have gone for it. Tony Calvin, what say you, please? Yeah, um, we've lost sense, we've lost the anti-post favourite here, sense of duty, but it didn't line up. Um what price was uh, she, Tony? Anti-post, very short. Uh, short. That's uh, for the sports book. She was a short seven to four. Oh. And that, that was that's that's influenced my angle into this race because I wanted to tip Happy Romance uh, anti-post uh, on Tuesday, but but you know there's no such thing, right? 
Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know there's no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> the only happy romance is when you end one. Um, <laughs> and then you can and go between you and I, life. we've ended enough, my old friend. <laughs> I take it you've come back from Spain single no. by the sounds of it. Yeah, I'm still here. Could be long. Could be long. Twenty four hours ahead if he's listening. Anyway, yeah, going. I mean, happy romance. <laughs> happy romance was like I said. The sports were ducking him on Tuesday. They were going fires when he was seventh elsewhere. So obviously, I couldn't play there, but. With sense of duty out, seven to four poke, um, and with four places available, I thought you, happy romance might be very difficult to kick out the frame. And I saw four to one each way, um, four places. I thought he was, you know, obviously won the race last year, ran really well in the July Cup, considering um, he was drawn, she was drawn in stall one, uh, was dominated by high numbers mm-hmm. that race. Got Group 1 form, only got beaten the length in the Haydock Sprint Cup last season. Um, wasn't only beaten two lengths in the, in the Platinum Jubilee. Uh, the quick turnaround is obviously an issue, uh, but um, she, she does take her racing quite well. She won this race last year on the back of a two-week layoff, so hopefully the week layoff shouldn't be that big a problem. If it's good or quicker, brilliant. I'm a bit worried about them overwatering, but yeah, I mean, it's course form, grounds, Probably near enough the best form here. Coming here and off a good run at Newmarket, yeah. A whole happy Romans. I can I can see uh, the guys the guys uh, tip as well. And from a value point of view, twenty to one does look on the big side. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with happy Romance. Play it safe. Excellent. Okay, happy Romance for uh, TC and two for Great Ambassador as well, and for the lads at twenty to one. Right, the last of Newbury, gentlemen, is the Weatherby Super Sprint Stakes here, and. It's an interesting one, obviously two-year-olds and Maria Branwell, top of the market, over five furlongs at 11 to four. Rogue Spirit, 10 to three. Eddie's Boy, 13 to two. You have Miami Girl for Richard Hannon, eight to one. Swift Asset, nine to one and 16 to one bar. Um, right, Kevin Blake, um, give us your, who is the fastest of these fast little beauties, please? I think, just personally, I just think not-for-profits overpriced, but um, who do you like? Oh, I, I hate this race because <laughs> I've been media every year this absolute nightmare form book tends yeah. to get thrown on its head um, I like Miami girl as a filly like she's progressing with, with pretty much every start she'd won blip in the in the Mary gate um, when inexperienced um, and, and look I thought she was impressive at Windsor last time um, she's carrying one of the bigger weights in this but um, yeah I, I thought she'd run well but it's stunned okay yeah, it's yeah, a token tell, windy not. opinion windy 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 what about yourself anything stronger in there Tony Calvin um, I think look Maria Bramwell got the best form got the yeah. best speed figures for runs to the form of the Queen Mary she'll take a hell of a lot of stopping she's 11 to 4 with a sports book and they're playing four places now I'm I'm not fussy about backing horses around that price each way. I mean, the danger in this race is obviously you can win your race on whatever side you're on and get chin. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be averse to backing Maria Bramwell uh, each way at 11 to four for those four places. Um, uh, from a midfield draw, uh, like hopefully, you know, the worst case scenario, I, I fourth, fourth is, I mean, if she runs her race from the Ascot. Yeah, I'm with you. Out, she won't be at the first four. And, and, if, and if she is placed and doesn't win, do you do peanuts? Maria yeah. Bramwell. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I totally agree with that. Dan, you're nodding along as well. Sage advice from Mr. Butterbean there. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's a, it's when you're a form book punter. This is a sort of race that you, you do hate because, as Kev says, so often something from deep left field comes and chins. You read it last year, was it Chipotle, wasn't it? Who mm-hmm. was a standout at the weights. 
and didn't quite deliver. But Maria Bramwell's had a bit less race and I thought she was pretty hard to knock. I wouldn't want to play this race and not keep her on side. I've got an absolutely mad one, though. Oh, Just a pedigree hunch that Agostino might be a, a lot, lot better than he's shown so far. And he obviously needs to be. But he's from that really good family out of Firenze. So it's, we've got Harry's Bar, Zidane, mm -hmm. horses like that, Frizzante going Mazzini. further back. Mazzini, yeah. It's, it's a proper sprinting family. Cowell's been a pretty quiet year, but six-week break. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see massive improvement from, from him. I mean, he, he's, bred, he's bred to be a useful sprinter, so I'll have, I'll have a stab at those two. You, okay. When I might play on the exchange, we know his Safari Dream. I thought he did well uh, Did well last time from a, a mid, uh, coming down the outside at Windsor down the middle, which is never ideal. Stable one this few years back, and the Millman team are in absolutely great form. So, Swift, what about the draw? Dream. You want, Swift sorry? draw, last five, they've been in 13, 19, 25, 16, 15, so I think that does fly against my tip of Agostino, but High okay. mid to high does appear to be the place to be. Lovely. That's Newbury done and dusted, gentlemen. We have summer jumps to talk about. Um, three races of market raising. And um, we're going to kick off with the Unibet.com handicap hurdle. So two miles, seven, just under three miles here. Handicap hurdle. Ask Paddington uh, is your... Sorry, hang on, let me just get the prices up here. Just I'm guessing about anyway, nine to four. Yeah, I've got to go through, the, uh, I'll go through the, the, the field here. Ask Paddington, you've got uh, Roman de Sanam, Galileo Silver, Jersey Wonder, Apache Creek, Giovanni Change, and could be trouble for Donald McCain. Right, Dan, you can kick us off here. Over jumps um, at Market Raisin, right up your alley. Have you got a strong opinion on this one? Well, I'm not massively strong because there's a slight trip niggle with Ask Paddington, but this is a horse in unbelievably good form. He's been yeah. completely turned back inside out by Rebecca Menzies. He did have one run over three when he was with Tristan Davidson, but that was muscle bro, so it's not a thorough test of stamina. They'll have extended distances probably. I've not seen confirmation of that yet. They tend to, albeit it won't be as big as it has been around market raising because they've probably been saving the ground for this meeting. But you've got pace here. Roman de Sanam's been forcing it, Galileo Silva, Jersey Wonder, and the one-eyed Giovanni change, he he blasts off as well and tends to make mistakes if if mm. taken on. He if he could get away from them, he might take some catching. But all in all, I think it just sets up pretty well for As Paddington. It's not a favourite. I've got much interest in getting beaten. Okay, so As Paddington's strong for Dan. Uh, what about yourself, TC? Um Roman de Sanam's around about an eight to one chance. Now, he hasn't been running well recently. There have been Fitted in with cheap pieces, which are kept on here, and they've been forcing the pace for him in recent starts. I just hope they ride him for the reasons Dan said. There's a lot of potential pace on in here. I just hope they ride him a little bit less aggressively. Um, I think this is probably the upper end of, he, of his stamina, but he'll like the ground. He stays actually further than I thought he would do uh, a couple of seasons ago. Um, you know, and he's got some good form, a few runs back, and the, the angle with him is he's seven pound lower over hurdles as well with a five-pound claimer on, but I might have a little nibble on Roman de Salama around about the eights. I haven't decided yet, to be perfectly honest with you, but that's the way I'd be leaning. Excellent. Okay, brilliant, gents. That's um, the first race of market raising done. The Unibet Summer Plate Handicap Hurdle is next up on the card at 2.41. Uh, Galata Bridge uh, is your 10-3 to favourite. Cirque, uh, Cirque Royal at 4-1 to one, uh, for Gerald Stephen Quinn, coming over from Ireland for this one. Caramelized six to one. Wolf Prince fifteen to two. Ingleby Hollow nine to one, alongside Toronto and his ten to one bar. Uh, Tony Calvin, yeah. um, and I'll put enough handicap hurdle here over two miles. I should say, uh, who do you like? Yeah, I mean, because of his just brilliant record um, with stable switches going to him. I think I think Wolf Prince is, is obviously very very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's just like you know, with his strike rate this season, he's like you know. He's like the William Haggis of the jumps, isn't he? Just 
ridiculously well. And obviously he's he's got a horse here, Wolf Prince, who's got some grade one form a couple of years ago for Gavin Cromwell. I think he's second in the spring hurdle. Uh, obviously, if the ground's on the quick side, it'd be an issue, but market raising, all credit to them. They've been very open about how much water they've been putting on. They've been putting on 10 mil every day, all week. So again, it could even be on the uh, you know on the easy side. It depends, obviously, how it's taken it and what, what they haven't got massively high temperatures there on the weekend either. But yeah, Wolf Prince is six pound um, higher mm-hmm. than he's at UK his uh, Irish mark, but you know he, he's rated one hundred and forty six pound higher in the past. And he, if you just rely on Fergal with horses going to him from other yards, even even the likes of Cromwell, you won't go far wrong. So again, haven't decided going to have a bet. I think you'll probably get double figures on the exchange as well with Paddy riding their other one and Connor Brace on this. But yeah, Wolf Prince, I think, is just interesting on the, the trainer alone. And keep an eye on the price then as we get closer to yeah. the off on, on Saturday, 15 to 2 on Thursday afternoon. Uh, Dan, how do you see this handicap hurdle then? Well, a colleague of mine, James Davis, flagged up to me in the week about where the value might lie. Ingleby Hollow was put in at 20s, but I was still recovering from having shamefully played guitar in a Portuguese bar so <laughs> I wasn't in a position to really act right, you um, and me you and me are going on holidays together pal and we are going to sing the head off <laughs> you saw the pulley <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my good I'll tell you now Lock up your grand right you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Ingleby's nines now he's, he needs things to drop right he's run well in this race twice he, he needs a strong pace and a bit of a collapse didn't get the run of things at Cartmel when he can get a clear run but this Cirque Royale, I think, should be five, and I think he will go off favourite. He's won two in a row. This had this thing had four runs on the flat for Godolphin, Charlie Appleby. He ran to time form ratings of 83, 86, 96, and 101. If it had sold him healthy, mm. I mean, he'd have been worth hundreds of thousands. He ended up going for 27 because I think he had a setback, but he came back and has looked brilliant, I think. He absolutely destroyed the Elliott horse, Ted Hastings, who... This was at Kelso, who came out and, and won easily at Cartmel. He's got the perfect style for a summer hurdle. I, was, I think I said to them in the paddock after the Kelso race, said, surely you're going to go to Raisin or Galway after that. They didn't really commit at that point, but they've gone here, and I don't think the lads probably ever ridden at Market Raisin before, no, McParland, but that's my only concern, really. I think this is a really, really well-handicapped horse off one, two, three. Brilliant. Cirque Royale, there you go. Strong as you get from... Our good friend Dan Barber, Cirque Royale uh, in the 341, or 241, I should say, in the card. Um, right, so move on to the next on the card. It's the uh, 314 Unibet Plate Handicap Chase. Last of Marco Raisin before we talk about the Irish Oaks, which should be a stor- uh, short conversation. Do you remember that rugby player, Tony Calvin, Sterling Mortlock for Australia? This I, do. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, yeah, well, he was, yeah, he was brilliant. And the best name of rugby that's ever been given to any player ever, Sterling Mortlock. Anyway, we have Mortlock, <laughs> spelled slightly different, but pronounced the same. There was, there was that... There was that- that, that good South African sevens player, Satoli Sithole. I wouldn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine trying to commentate on him, Satoli Sithole. <laughs> yeah. you know, after your effort with the Royal Hunt Cup, yeah, yeah, yeah I tell you what, <laughs> a danger there, wouldn't I, you? I wouldn't go near. I just say go on number seven. Right, um, Mortlock is your seven to two favourite. Then um, Frankie de Burley seven to one. You've got. La Dominale at uh, seven to one, Man of the Mountain fifteen to two, and it's how much you like about the rest, right? TC, give us your most likely winner here, please. Uh, I'm hoping it'll be a case of re- um, repeat winners this weekend after Happy Romance. Uh, I think Frankie de Burley is, you know, I I think he's got come back here on a really good mark. Absolutely shit up here by seven and a half lengths in this race last year, only two mm-hmm. pounds higher. I don't. I think this is probably his ideal trip. He does obviously stay three miles, but I think a strongly run. Two mile five is absolutely ideal for him on this kind of ground. 
Like, uh, he ran a decent race over three miles, three mile two last time. I think stepping back in trip, back here, Peter Bowen has won with two of his last three runners. And the sportsbook are the biggest price around at seven to one, mm-hmm. paying an extra place, four places. Uh, yeah, so I think Frankie de Burley, each way at sevens, is probably a very good bet. Excellent. Thank you, Deberle, in this two miles five grade three handicap chase. Right, Dan, last word to you on uh, market raise on this race. Do you agree or not? Uh, I'm slightly fearful of the mountain. He got some good form going back, running Paddy Powers, but I'm going to attack this race each way as well. Can then take the mortal act dilemma out of it to some extent. I mean, his form is so hard to assess. Maybe he's Maybe he's run ten pound higher than one thirty. We we don't really know. But I'm going to go with Marla's promise. I mean, he looks an exposed horse on the face of it, but was very effective at the track last time. And I think a well-run race and there's plenty of pace with him to use his jumping and the way he travels. I think he probably ended up in front a bit too soon at Raisin last time. He was they tried to hold on to him, but he just carted his way there too out. Uh, I think he's got bound to give a good account of himself. Quite happy with tens each way. Sport sports book are paying for a place as well, aren't they? Yeah. Mm, they are indeed. Yep. So, okay, good stuff. That's the summer jumps at Market Raisin. Kev, the Curra obviously is the Judmont Irish Oaks on Saturday. I'm going to be there myself. It's going to be a scorcher. Emily Upjohn is going to take a huge amount of uh, attraction in terms of her being the star of the show. And people were pretty confident she could go and win this race. She's two to one on. But uh, Magical Lagoon for Jessica Harrington, seven to two. History. Um, Wayne Lorden on board, not Ryan Moore, who's opted for Toy. And we don't know if Aidan O'Brien is just. Um, I don't know, telling them what they should ride here at 20 to 1. Cardigo Joe is in there for chair lines. But I presume this is going to be Emily Upjohns to lose, Kev, or how do you see it? Um, most likely. You know, best form in the book, clearly. Um, and it will be tough to beat. But look at Dead 8. I'll put up an each way option against her. Um, Cardigo Joe just might be on, just might be well positioned. Um, you know, has been making the run in the recent starts. And that last run reads reasonably well. Um, like, look, her form is way short of what should be required, but um, she'll be well positioned. She stays well. Um, ground's going to be no issue, and uh, she might just outrun her price. Okay, um, Kev, can I ask you about um Joseph's mm-hmm. other horse in the race? Uh, Brustig, isn't it? Isn't he go? Uh, yeah, these? she runs the Sapphire runs, Stakes. Yeah, yeah. What, you, what, what kind of chance? She was very good nice the last mm-hmm. day. I, the last time that I got to see her properly, but um, what do you give her a chance this time? Yeah, like she, she's been an absolute revelation this year. In fairness, yeah. kind of. Uh, she took a long time to win last year and she eventually won one at, at Dundalk like a, a weak race and you're kind of saying to yourself ah did well to win one with her job done and yeah. um, she's just absolutely come alive this season like in a big way like she's improved so much and um, won a group two last time um, look she's fast um, faster ground is going to be no problem to her um, she, she's a particularly good move in Philly and um, yeah like, look hopefully this, this is a tougher test it was kind of probably a well found yeah. group two last time it wasn't over strong but um, this is stronger but um, she's entitled to get in there in amongst them and do you think she's still she, maybe a little bit un- unexposed do you think maybe a little bit more to come from her she's she's going forward with every start yeah. you know I don't yeah. think there's any reason to think why like she's a like, you know she's a filly that will hopefully go on and run the Nuntorp and the, the flying mm. five after this you know so hopefully right. she'll acquit herself well here she doesn't get um she doesn't get a penalty for her group two win last time so yeah let's throw her in and see what happens Okay, gentlemen, beside anything to say about um, the Oaks before we leave it? Or are yeah, you happy enough to let them jump on? Show of Stars was quite interesting without the fad. I mean, you'd probably be looking for about 14 16s, but okay. first time cheapies on the horse stepping up to a mile four for the first time. I mean, she's by showcasing, but the dam was a very moderate stay out, but and she is related to a mile four, mile six horse as well. So mm. I thought Show of Stars stepping up in trip was interesting. She was, she stepped, she shaped as though a mile four might 
be worth a go when she was fifth in the South of Villa in the season. So, mm-hmm. and obviously Paddy, Paddy Toomey, strike me. I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah, he's trying it. I mean, 36% this season. Is that yeah, your neighbour, Kev? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking out his gallops here as we speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Billy, like, Paddy, Billy Paddy takes it. Paddy kind of takes a different approach to it than most people. Like in that, like he, he, you look at his record and you say, "Oh God, does, you know, he he mustn't have a lot of horses." Yeah, he put a lot of horses through his hands, but he just takes the approach that if he doesn't think they're going to win, he doesn't run them, and if he doesn't think they're they can win a race, he doesn't persevere with them. You know, yeah, so, he's only had sixty one runners this season. Uh, Twenty yeah. from sixty one. It's like unbelievable. I mean, yeah, yeah, like he he's very very picky. So when he runs and like obviously this video is going to be a big price but um he he broke his group one duck there a few weeks ago and um like look clearly an excellent trainer and when he when he throws one in and he's clearly throwing this one in here right at 98 um it, it's it's worthy of respect i think okay brilliant gentlemen all that remains is get your naps in for the weekend if you don't mind um kev you can kick us off as the wooden spoon holder but uh come on you're going to give us a winner this weekend what is it going to be my good good man is it going to be i was up in the air small but you um, can I go with no I won't I won't I won't ask Barry to go on work away there and let me come back right. okay Tony you're not please oh, sorry I only respond to Butterbean these days yeah, sorry <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bell Mr. Dubell qu'est-ce que play. I've backed two horses so I'm going to go with I'm going to Dutch if it's alright split yeah. my stakes on Oriferous and Rainbow Dreamer mm-hmm. in the hand of the Stang Handicap at Newbury. Okay. They're, they're the only back at the moment. Newbury, Stang Handicap, Oriferous and uh, Rainbow Great. Dreamer. I'm going to go for a little short price double. It's been a while, gents. So oh. I'm going to go for a catalog in the Bet365 stakes at Newbury and Emily Upshawn to absolutely hose them in the Irish Oak. So Cadillac, five to four. Emily Upshawn, two to one on. You do the maths. Um, Daniel. Uh, summer hurdle market raising 241 Cirque Royale win only please yeah pray, I thought pray the four to one still there but I don't think it will be I'm going to take it now um, brilliant and Kevin <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, uh, my, my you might get up. nine to two in a minute Dan <laughs> <laughs> you cheap oh, I'm not backing it as well yet yeah. Okay. My, my, nap, my nap was going to be in the last race of Newbury but it hasn't been declared so we'll have to wait for another day for that one hey. uh, I'm going to go for um, going gone in the 221 <laughs> at Newbury um, Jim Boyle Patsy Cosgrave the Goldilocks ride over the Goldilocks trip to me uh, Goldilocks uh, memorabilia everywhere hopefully lovely and Big Bell Butterbean sitting in the hammock not giving a damn shit about it right <laughs> good stuff, if, you, if, you want, if you want a bit of a laugh go on to YouTube and type in Butterbean versus Johnny Knoxville yeah. From uh, from, from oh, I remember that. Fame. that. It's was, like in a it's like in a shop, isn't it? <laughs> they, they had they decided to have an impromptu boxing match in a clothes shop, but what, what, uh, I think Johnny Knoxville got oh, more than a bargain. You are saying so he's a wrestler, not a boxer. Oh, he was a, he, he was, was a boxer, boxer yeah. that transitioned boxer. into MMA, kickboxing, wrestling, yeah. a whole lot. He was some yeah. man, Barry Butterbean. We tip our hat. We tip our hat. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure as always. Enjoy the weekend's racing wherever you are watching, and indeed, if you're going as well, please gamble responsibly. As always, we're back on. Monday with Wade in to look back on all the weekend. Until then, take it easy. <laughs>